0: Welcome to Misty Outsides and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm
1: Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast.
0: Yeah, and we are getting into an episode of Riverdale that is all about the world building, and by that I mean the world destroying.
1: I yep. like how every single episode is like a Wikipedia article, and we've brought this up before Wikipedia article for made up things.
0: Except for some of the stuff they're trying to be, like, base, like based on real things. Like, hey, get it. It's, like references to real stuff. Um, but mostly what it is, <laughs> <laughs> mostly what we're dealing with here, is that every word they say just makes me more confused. Every explanation they give just adds more questions.
1: Well, and every single episode has a character who says as if it's the most obvious thing in the world... Well, isn't that the Jigamaring? And, and you're th- like, "Excuse me, the Jigamaring?" And, and
0: they're like, "Yeah." And the thing is, like in fantasy, you gotta do that. You gotta have people who just fully buy in, and they're like, "Yeah, that's this thing." But it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work in it, this show. Also, with every single episode, it happening. And when they say, "Like, oh, it's the Majigaring," and you're like, "But earlier you said it was not the Majigger, or like it was a different rang," and, and now, now it's. it's-
1: Clearly the majigorang. But
0: but how does that logically work with the things that we saw before? And they're like, Well that was a different universe. Was it that is also this universe. (laughs) Was it? There's no way to tell. And
1: this specific episode does not care about the different universes. So maybe we shouldn't either.
0: (sighs) Yeah, yeah. We Every episode, I have to remind everyone, we are holding on with all sort of faith that what we are seeing is the combination of multiple universes after a bomb went off and created multiple universes and they re-collapse into each other and we're seeing changes between them because that is, at this point, the only thing that makes sense and even that doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: How... Tell me, Kevin, how can there be a season seven? What is... Th- I mean, I hope that, like I said last episode, they fail at the apocalypse. I'm a, And know, then I mean, it's just them wandering a post-apocalyptic wasteland.
0: I was thinking that what it's going to be is they're going to wheel spin for so long. um, And the final battle between good and evil won't happen this season. And
1: it will be all of next season.
0: Yes. <laughs> kind
1: of like the last season of Buffy but bad
0: yes yes that's what i'm thinking honestly if i knew my show was ending and i was here's the thing, if they didn't know the show was ending, maybe they knew actually beforehand but but to be like the final battle between good and evil will happen now in season six and of then, the show and but we're gonna have a season seven it's <laughs> like what season <laughs> it, like at least when supernatural did their whole like season five was the battle between satan and the God. I don't know if it was a hundred percent they were coming back. Maybe it was. I don't know. I wasn't there at that time. I mean I was there at the time, but
1: But it's kind of like when The Buff- Show
0: we knew they knew the showrunner was leaving at the end of season five.
1: It's like the end season five of Buffy, mm-hmm. where they really hoped they were gonna transfer to the WB, but they didn't know. Yeah. So they either had Buffy sacrifice herself and die, or She could come back.
0: Yeah. Well, this isn't about Buffy, though. This is about Riverdale. This is about the stuff that's going on in Riverdale, which might aesthetically confuse you with Buffy, but then when you look deeper, it's not. Because this is season six, episode 15 Things That Go Bump in the Night.
1: Things That Go Bump in the Night.
0: So time to be introduced to Heather, the one who was, who came in like a... Like
1: Bat out, <laughs> out of a library.
0: Bat out of a library. Heather is here. Now, what do you need to know about Heather immediately is that she talks exactly like Cheryl. She is just Cheryl. She's just Truly. Cheryl.
1: She will share that her mother died after, not long after she moved to Greendale, done, truly.
0: Trying in a tragic accident. How gothic. And then later Cheryl will be like, oh, it's funny that you're a... Uh, uh, a librarian, and she'll be like, "Oh, how kismet!" Like both of you, just use use normal words. Use <laughs> words. Like I know what those words mean. Gothic was a weird one. Like no one uses Gothic to mean like tragic, un- uncouth anymore. Uh, um,
1: I also want to add something to the list of things that the writers on the show <laughs> know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. And oh, we'll talk about trains later. Show <laughs> trains. <laughs> but for now. We're going to talk about librarians.
0: Oh, yes. Because
1: Heather will reveal in this story about her mother dying that she's been a librarian for seven years. And let me tell you something, world. You have to have a master's degree to be a librarian.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't think she's like an actual librarian uh, based on evidence that we see later. I think she's like... I work at a library, so I'll call myself a librarian. And who's gonna tell me I'm wrong? But
1: why did she have a website with she, her contact she, information? No, on,
0: that was the Greendale. I know Public she's library. on the Greendale
1: Library website. Yeah, who
0: are, who's who's gonna tell her she's wrong? The Greendale Public Library, the place no. where she works. Yeah, who are? Yeah, who are, you know
1: what? You know what? I bet she's the webmaster. She made that <laughs> website. She gave herself her own landing page.
0: So these two. Flirt. These two buffoons flirt. are going to be buffoons. Yeah, there's some time as they talk where, once again, they at a certain point she's going to be like, "It's the witching hour," which I think they mean midnight, but not the, the actual witching the witch hour, is 3 which is three a.m., just three to four a.m. So yeah, uh, but they're talking and they just sort of go into Heather being like, "Hey Cheryl, are you uh unattached?" And
1: Cheryl was say, saying
0: no, like. A normal
1: person. Or the truth. Yeah.
0: She's like, well, no, there was a there was someone.
1: And that someone will not be Minerva who she did date last season. No,
0: it's gonna be Tony, who she broke up with seven years ago in high school.
1: And she will describe their relationship (laughs) as tender and supportive.
0: Beautiful. And nurturing for a time, but we went our separate ways and I'm like, boy, is that the biggest disagreement from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you're wrong, Cheryl, but I don't live in your brain.
0: <laughs> there are moments in this episode where I'm where I'm like almost in to Cheryl what's going on, and the moment that first moment is when it comes up here and Heather's like, Oh, I gotta go. It's almost the witching hour. And Cheryl's like, uh, 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 I'm thinking of turning my house into a library.
1: <laughs> it's so good. Because they're... That- it's,
0: it's clearly not something she was ever thinking of, and it's the wildest pitch to someone to be like, uh, hey, I'm going to turn my house into a library, and you're a librarian, so... Help me. Help me. And I guess that, ma- that gets her to stay, not... Go home, no. even though it's, like, m- after midnight. And she does
1: say, I'll help you tomorrow, I'll come back, but she does not leave. I don't and
0: think she there does. There is no
1: evidence that this woman will ever be parted from Cheryl again. Yeah.
0: Kevin, yeah. do you think she's a murderer? Oh. Like, Fen Fogarty? Oh, I mean, I don't know. The problem is I can't tell what she, what Heather's point is because she's just Cheryl again. I couldn't get what Cheryl's storyline was. Even this episode where they tell us what her storyline is, I still don't get it.
1: I it, it feels like they're tricking us. It does feel like there's something else going on. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, we, we got to check with Tabitha. She's been gone for a little bit. But as we learn, they couldn't get Pops as a heritage site. And I just want to take a moment here to say I appreciate that they didn't like Reveal or even think like, oh, this was a scheme from Percival, and he somehow no. They just they went to the place. It was like, hey, there's a heritage site, and they're like, no, that's a, just a diner. That's a 1950s diner. Yeah, it's like the things you're saying. Well, important. I would not like. I don't know. Uh, I no. think
1: if Martin Luther King Jr. had been there,
0: not that they heard. <laughs>
1: yeah, then yeah. probably they could have done it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, um, but. I almost appreciate that they're just like, yeah, it, it didn't work.
1: And Percival claimed land rights, which yes. is also fair because I imagine the Pops doesn't own the land. He owns the business. <sighs> whatever And his, he probably leases the land.
0: Whatever his weird eminent domain thing. We went over that when he first said it. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't need to make sense.
0: Because he's an evil, mind-controlling man. Exactly. So it's happening. It's happening.
1: But don't worry. Tabitha, being the only smart character on the show, has a... <laughs> A real plan dumb th- plan. Yes, we don't know the plan yet, but it will be revealed to be dumb.
0: The smartest character on this show is about to have a real dumb plan. <laughs> but first, we have to get the grand reintroduction of good old Agent Drake. Remember? The magic agent? The she- agent who works in the FBI job that's about magic?
1: Yeah, and what, what did she explain to Betty again before?
0: Uh, she was the one who told her that pyrokinesis was a thing. Oh, right. Yes.
1: Um... Kevin, yeah. I think we need to talk about this now. Jay, Jillian Drake yeah. wants to sleep with Betty, oh, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, she,
1: she transferred to S- Stony Brook. Oh, my God. Sunnydale. No, no S- Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> she transferred to Riverdale, not because she wants to help with TBK. Yeah, it's
0: weird that – it that doesn't seem weird that the person who's in the magic portion of the FBI is like – and also – gonna do this regular degular uh serial killer case with that hot blonde
1: <laughs> like she, she is here to sleep with Betty Cooper the
0: speed at which she tries to get out hey uh boyfriend girlfriend oh okay uh how's things with your boyfriend uh, <laughs>
1: uh I think I think you're really smart and cool Betty and I like that you can see auras
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I I, I there might turn out to be some weird ulterior thing, but I, but I really do think it's just that she's... She just God, wants to she's sleep so with Betty. into her.
1: So um, <laughs> Betty will, in the scene that Jillian Drake wants to yeah. sleep with Betty, Betty will spend most of it whining about the fact that her dad loves to groom.
0: Oh, well, wasn't... And Hal was groomed by his mother, and your mom didn't stop Hal from barely grooming Yeah, you? let's be
1: real. We watched the show, Betty. Yeah,
0: we've seen the show. Like, it's not... It's it's not what's happening. However,
1: now, Drake she, will make an excellent point that we have been saying for episodes. She'll make
0: half an excellent point. the The most excellent part of it is she goes, "Hey, Betty, maybe move out of your parents' house. Maybe move out.
1: Maybe your house is full of trauma for
0: you." Now she makes the decision, and Betty goes along with it. Like maybe no. Here's the thing. I think Drake says this to figure out if she has a boyfriend or a girlfriend. She says, "You could move in with your boyfriend." Or your girlfriend. And Betty's like, boyfriend. And Drake's like, darn it. Uh, because Betty is a special agent with the FBI who leads her own team. She can buy her own house. Yeah. She doesn't need she'll immediately go with this to go moving with Archie. And be like, hey, can I stay for a while? She
1: could rent an apartment in the Pembroke or wherever Jughead and Tabitha rented an apartment. She
0: gets paid. Fairly well. Yeah. Like, and I understand She is somehow
1: how. a very senior agent. Yeah,
0: you know, I understand housing markets and things, but what what, what do we know about Riverdale? It had its real estate destroyed for, it's like, seven years, I'm and everybody moved out. I'm sure there are some nice but cheap houses that you can get in this town that is nowhere.
1: You know what would have been dumb but fun? What? An episode where Betty keeps trying to move out, and Percival Pickens keeps, like... Like, brainwashing landlords and, like, buying the houses before she can.
0: Yep. Nope, that would be that would be fun and silly. Yeah. If you want a more realistic one, and you really do want her to move in with Archie, have her try to move out and realize that if she's alone, the voices get too loud. So she's like, I guess I'm not ready to be alone yet.
1: These are both better shows than the show that we're watching. <laughs> then just,
0: like, assuming the natural thing is, like, well, I guess I better move in with my boyfriend, who is next door to my mom.
1: Also, who lives there? Frank?
0: I think he moved into Alice's place.
1: (laughs) Because let us not forget, there's only two bedrooms in that house. I don't
0: know. I just think your need to live with someone else is a deeper problem.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Anyway,
0: speaking of not a deep problem, (laughs) Tony and Fangs are talking with uh, Janet.
1: Janet, the only other social worker on the show, Mm -hmm. who has been a social worker on the show since, like, season one. And it
0: sounds like she's, like, their lawyer now. Yeah. So they talk about how... now. They say, Kevin is pressing for, for full custody. And I'm like, ooh, Tony does not know Fangs' thing yet. no, nope. Because Fangs is pressing for full custody and will not, let, will not accept anything less than full custody. So
1: now, that's have,
0: not a secret that's out yet.
1: I have some questions about this. Yeah. And the questions are not about the fact that Tony and Fangs insist on being in, in a gang when they definitely don't need to be in one. Yeah,
0: this episode has no gang stuff going on at all.
1: Mike And they both have criminal records, whatever. Yeah. Um, how can Kevin possibly get any custody whatsoever? Because I can guarantee you, he's not on that child's birth certificate. Yeah. He's never looked after him, except for yeah. that one time that he babysat for a couple days. Yeah. All- I don't think he is the biological father.
0: I mean, it's, it's the specific thing is it's hard to tell. That's the entire point, is that they, like... But like, mix it up.
1: he's not on the birth certificate. He has no legal yeah. claim to that child at yeah, all. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. I mean, we, yeah. The thing is, is that what they really treat us like, oh, but Kevin is like, he he's seen by society as a good guy, and you are seen by society as bad people. They- and I'm like, yeah, but Kevin also is specifically not a father to that child. This is like, this is like. like This is almost like a random person coming up and being like, hey.
1: You suck at being parents. Give me your kid.
0: So they could go the route, especially with, like, the indigenous background of Tony. But
1: they do like to ignore that.
0: Yeah. Of, like, yeah. There has been times where, like, child services has been used to just... Take children from... Of
1: indigenous backgrounds away and give them to well-meaning white people. Now,
0: as we said repeatedly, whenever Riverdale does anything that's deep, I'm glad that they're not. Because they
1: wouldn't do it well. But they're
0: getting so close to doing it.
1: And so what they choose to do instead, because they're not going to go there, is they're going to cast shade on Fangs. For being a stay-at-home dad yeah, let's... to an infant that doesn't have child care. We
0: get a few scenes of this. I, figure, I think it's fine going through most of them uh, now. So Fangs explains he was a trucker. Mm-hmm. Until he quit for the gang, which
1: no, he didn't quit for the gang. He quit to be closer to his child. They explicitly.
0: Oh right, you know he did that, right? Yeah. The rest of the serpents quit, quit because to be in the gang. Tony said quit. Yeah,
1: Fangs quit when he and Kevin were getting married. That's
0: true. Um, now he works part time at the bar, and during the day he is a dad. The re- I mean, he's a dad all the time. Yeah. The but the he, rest- he is the
1: primary caregiver to this child and, when his mother is at work.
0: Yeah, and the rest of this. And, like, I'm not blaming just this show. This is almost more of, like, a general thing. They will completely ignore the fact that Fangs takes care of the child during the day.
1: And the thing is, if Fangs had a full-time job, they would either have to pay out the nose for childcare. Yeah. Because this is an infant who is under the year of one. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would be, like... They, do, they wouldn't make enough money. Yeah. it's Someone would have to quit their job. And it's okay for Tony to quit her job, but not Fangs. No, and so
0: they have this, all these things where, like, Fangs is like, I don't want to be a freeloader. I want to be a good respon- – like, I want to be a good show for my son. And Tony almost gets, gets there to be like, dude, you take care of him during you're, the day. You're his
1: primary caregiver. You're his
0: <laughs> primary <laughs> <laughs> caregiver. But – Janet and him and Tony and all—they all ignore the fact that the he works at a bar at night. He's yeah. not even a like a pure stay-at-home dad. He takes care of a child and then he goes and works at a bar for extra money, mm-hmm. which I guess Tony also works at
1: because she owns it.
0: Yeah, which I guess she also claims that Fangs is also like it's our bar. Yeah, which is a fun switch on Veronica and Reggie
1: <laughs> now. This is a societal issue. However, I don't think the show is making commentary on the societal no, issue. They, I think they're falling into the trap.
0: Yes, they are. They they're enforcing that yeah, cuz Fang's couldn't get a like he doesn't have a job, so he's he, not a good dad. Because if they did, Tony would probably be a lot more like like Fang's, I like what you're doing is important. Yeah, like, you're pr-
1: you're supporting our family and, by giving our child a safe home. It's just at. Sort,
0: just sort of like, "Oh, Fang's, like
1: don't worry. Don't I don't worry feel like it. you're freeloading.
0: Like, because he's not. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's taking care. Someone needs to watch the baby.
1: The labor of looking after the home is just as important as the labor of being in an office, which is discussions we've had about women's work for years. But when a man does women's work.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. uh Let's head up over to Tabitha and figure out what her plan is. So, oh, okay. So, remember this whole thing where they're like, we gotta save the diner. We got me, the diner needs to be protected. Usually, hair just we gotta keep the diner. Turns out, what they mean by that is there still needs to be a pop's tates, Pre- preferably with all the stuff that's inside Pop Tates.
1: Now, this took me. Way, 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 way too long to understand. Because what Tabitha says is we're going to take it apart piece by piece and pack it up into storage and then move it to protected land. And I envision them like taking the building apart. that's what I thought is. Like a play set.
0: Okay, they they hold on to that idea for so long that I think at some point someone had to point out this is silly. And they had to be like, I guess we just don't ever really it because there's times where, like, everything's outside of the diner, and yeah. they're like, well, time to take apart the diner, and then those people just walk off stage and just stand there.
1: <laughs> and, like, it made me... I was like, but what happens to the white worm? Okay, yeah, no,
0: and the white worm is never discussed at all, because, remember, it's directly beneath the... Di- Normally I'd be like, "Yes, this is a fine idea because Pop Tates is kind of a trailer?"
1: Yeah, so it kind should be of. very easy. Like it seems like it's um what is it called? Like um modular housing?
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like that, except it has a basement. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is the thing that really it's we've have not dissected that at all, but it's really weird this building has a basement.
1: It's so weird. It doesn't look like it could have a basement. The only time we ever discussed it was when I was like, but if the train goes over the yeah. bar, it's going <laughs> to cause problems.
0: Now, okay, so no one will ever once again interrogate this idea that if we just gut the diner and move it. So they they talk about this for so long of being like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Turns out they're just going to move to a new location. And- Th- that apparently counts. I know we're getting into like a weird ship of Theseus situation here <laughs> that I do not want to g- want to discuss. But it feels like this is against the spirit of the stand. Well, and
1: like at this point, she's like, "Oh well, I'll find protected land. I'll move there." They will eventually, and like I'm I'm not going to spoil where. <laughs> yeah. But they're eventually just going to move into a different building. building. Yeah. Like they're not even rebuilding the building.
0: Yeah. So, like, they're all talking about, like, the symbol and headquarters of the Resistance. But, like, you can't do this weird balance of the physicality and the spirit and be like, yeah, but the building doesn't matter. And because, then no, But and, then the building also does matter because you have to move the building. Yeah, but nobody says the building, like, doesn't matter. It's... And they're like, like, oh, Percival's coming in a couple days with the bulldozers. And then don't worry. It won't be there for them to bulldoze. Yeah, because you're going to demolish it first. (laughs) (laughs) What you're doing is demolishing it.
1: (laughs) I also, and I know Percival's a lying liar who lies, but I don't understand how he can bulldoze a building and yet the white worm will be fine. Also, this is Riverdale, (laughs) so he will bulldoze the up part building and the white worm will be fine. Which makes
0: no sense. It's like, part the, the, the reason the a bottom basement
1: e- is a part of a building. The
0: reason the bottom exists is because it was part of Pops. Like it was a speakeasy. Yeah. It's part of Pops.
1: The reason it's, there can be a basement is because there's a top. You can't just bulldoze the top and it, still have a basement. It's
0: such a weird, confusing, and I don't want us to go on about it forever. But it it it's every <laughs> single time it comes up, I lose I lose my mind. It's like if you're watching Magnificent 7 and they're like these people came to our town and they're uh, they're uh, using and abusing us so what we're going to do is all just move over to the next city like <laughs> the the spirit the spirit of what you're doing has been ruined by now
1: it's um yeah
0: we have one more storyline to hit here but wait
1: i want to before we oh, move on sorry. i want to cap off i'm really into dumb archie lines now oh yeah and Archie has a classic Dumbo line where to have is like, Percival's trying to destroy the spirit, blah, 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 blah. And Archie goes, yeah, well, he sucks. Yeah. Like, yes, Archie, he yeah. does. You're correct.
0: Archie's got a fine himbo energy going on with him lately, and we're here for it.
1: We love it. Anyway, another
0: storyline. Yeah, we got to head on. Now, Jughead has writer's block, which I think is supposed to be motivation. I don't know. Now... In, a, in an event that's even more insane than when Veronica called Betty.
1: Veronica <laughs> sends Jughead a text message. And I will point out, because I'm still infuriated, it makes a text message noise, and we hear a vibration. And Jughead yeah. is alone, so we should not hear these things. Anyway, moving
0: on. Yeah, anyway. Um. Yeah, Veronica. Veronica talks to Jughead.
1: <laughs> so, Veronica has remembered a thing about someone who is not herself.
0: Yeah. So now that she knows everybody's secrets, she's like, hey, I need money and you can read minds. So let's do a mind reading show.
1: And Jughead's like, that seems unethical.
0: Well, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Also, no, it doesn't. Like, here's the thing. The mind reading shows that are them pretending they can read minds yeah. and not reading minds. He can say he reads minds and then reads minds. I find nothing unethical about this.
1: Well, he finally agrees it's not unethical if he only reads the minds of people who want to be
0: read. Yeah, man. That's why it's a that's why it's a show. Like these people pay people to, to volunteer. The, people pay for the show and be like, "Hey, I want this guy to read my mind." Like <laughs> it's funny because they're actually not tricking people. <laughs> they're doing the opposite. Now, I kind of wish that Jughead's motivation gets a bit deeper, and it never does. Like, it seems, He's just bored. It seems like he wants a distraction, but then he, him doing this immediately allows him to write. So then what's his motivation after then? He just kind of wants to keep doing it.
1: Do you think there's a like, missing scene where Jughead also wants to contribute to the household? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe.
1: Because he will. Veronica will be like, cool. We're going to do this 60 40. And he's, he's like,
0: 50 like, 50.
1: Absolutely not. 50 yeah, 50. It seems
0: like he wants wants money, which is fair. Like, I, I like how he's like, we're, you're going to do a show. Also, I'll be in the show doing, like, the performance <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Veronica's
1: got a Veronica.
0: Now, uh, Archie uh, gets together just a crew to hire everyone. And this begins a, a, a two twice twice is mentioned and it's kind of weird it is weird they bring up union stuff like he's, yeah. like, he's like, don't worry, it's a union gig. You get all these things. Then later someone's going to be like, also no union dues. And then that doesn't go anywhere. It's just It like, doesn't
1: really make a difference to anyone except for one character who it barely makes a difference to.
0: Yeah. It, it's just, it's a fun little thing that they want to wade themselves also into those waters by being like, good guys are the union, bad guys aren't union, get it. Anyway, moving on.
1: Anyway, Fangs is going to come home from this happy meeting that Archie just had, being like, yeah. guess what? I got a job. No one will ever ask who is looking after baby Anthony.
0: Nope. Well,
1: ba- things is at his job.
0: Baby Anthony will just vanish when baby Anthony's on portent, much like Dagwood and Juniper, except Dagwood and Juniper are back.
1: So Dagwood and Juniper live with... in Betty's house
0: I with guess, Alice. I guess, I guess they live there. Now.
1: Did the show forget that Alice gave them to Cheryl?
0: I guess she got them back after she went through her whole musical thing. And then they stayed in Rivervale, but in Riverdale, they came back. I don't know. They also got a cat.
1: And Alice allowed them to name the cat Butterscotch, which is very similar to Caramel. (laughs)
0: Um... Now,
1: or Alice did it on purpose. Let's be real. This is Alice. She gave them (laughs) that cat and told them its name was Butterscotch.
0: Can we also take a moment to mention that they refer to Alice's granny?
1: Yeah. Which I
0: got to imagine Alice loves (sighs) granny.
1: That is the worst grandma name.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Betty, when she's like looking at them, she sees an aura around the boy one, which I learned later is Dagwood. She will
1: not see an aura. Or uh, around J- Jupiter, but Jupiter will say, Juniper, Juniper will say, we want to play with her tail. Yeah,
0: they're like upsetting, and it's like, uh, and I don't like the storyline. And it's so boring. Betty
1: takes that cat from takes them. Takes the cat.
0: And always, like, <laughs> she's like, I gotta get the shots. She's going to bring it directly to her shelter.
1: Yeah, she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, at
0: which point, we will not, they apparently are not upset about that.
1: Um. I just want to put a pin on this. Yeah. Betty takes a living creature somewhere, never to be seen again. Yeah. Alive, but never to be seen again.
0: Yeah. Directly into the shelter.
1: Moving forward, uh, um, they are doing a montage to tear yeah. down Pops. And every time they will tear down Pops, there is way too many keys on the wall.
0: Tabitha it's become. It's be. I, there's no way it was this much like like a shenanigans before, right?
1: And like Tabitha, 100 percent would have taken down all of the tchotchkes before the construction workers came to like deconstruct the booths, right?
0: I I guess that's also part of their job. I think there's <laughs> that. There's no way that was maybe maybe it's something where like I just we just didn't think about it before. But there's so many. There's so <laughs> <Also> much. She <laughs> told them like yesterday. Hey, yesterday. Can you guys come tomorrow? So. I don't um, know. At but the end of this montage, the gumball machine falls over. And it
1: breaks Ooh. everywhere. And it made me think about the aliens. Yeah. But we weren't supposed to think about the aliens.
0: <laughs> no, because the aliens, the aliens aren't real. The
1: aliens don't exist. The aliens
0: are, the, This magic does, but the aliens don't. Even That's though they also didn't make any sense. <laughs> so Betty reveals to Agent Drake about her aura threat reading uh and Drake's like, very bravely.
1: And Drake's like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So Betty's like, oh, but I got like a blind spot because I could see it from, I could see her. The thing was, I could see it from Dagwood, but I know Juniper wanted to kill that cat too. <laughs> I know for sure. I'm like, stop profiling people, Betty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like the actual FBI would have taught you that's wrong, we, but you were trained
0: by Charles. Because her entire storyline is essentially pr- learning how to profile people by their genetics. Yeah, yeah, it's upsetting. So they're talking about how like she's got a blind spot, and now Betty wonders if maybe what she can actually do is, as I said, profile people by their genetics because she can detect the. Okay, I'm so- I'm I'm going to say it correctly she can detect the low-activity variant of the MAOA gene. They will constantly be calling it the MAOA gene, which I can't stress enough, everybody has.
1: But, Kevin... (laughs) Yeah? She can only see auras on people who want to do harm who don't have the gene. Mutation.
0: Uh, We learn that later, yes. Yes. Yeah. For now, she thinks that she She, can only see it on people who do have the mutation.
1: Which means TBK, no mutation.
0: Uh, she thinks she thinks yeah
1: um so um agent drake will make a somewhat chilling suggestion that they should use these 11-year-olds as a test case and go and get genetic testing done on them That's, without we, their consent.
0: Whenever 11-year-olds, whenever twins are put into a, a, a scientific study, you know it's going to be good.
1: And uh, does Betty know anyone who can do genetic testing?
0: I guess the coroner. <laughs> <laughs> he. I
1: don't even care anymore. He
0: can do anything. He can do anything. Curl can, can do whatever do he wants. Yeah.
1: And he loves it he wants to do that test
0: (laughs) so hard i've never done one of these before
1: Ooh, how fun all
0: right i got a question for you aaron yeah as we're moving over to the next thing You're setting up a library. You want to get a library into your area. Now, you, because the public library just closed. Yeah. It's upsetting how she specifically calls it a private library. She could say, I'm opening up a new public library. But Cheryl's like, I'm opening up a private library. So you know it's going to suck. So
1: I think what I would like to do is What's the first thing you want to
0: do? What's the first thing you want to do?
1: I think I'd want to, you know, see what donations of books I can get. Maybe Mm -hmm. start organizing them. Maybe Mm -hmm. see if I can get some donations from people in town.
0: Have you considered instead, uh. Smudging the place with sage.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's not a, at all unsettling practice.
0: Yeah, I you mean, consider it a weird cultural appropriation.
1: That does seem like that would make my uh, hypothetical library better.
0: Yeah, it's... Not books! The, the first thing that... This is why I said, I don't think Heather's actually a librarian. <laughs> the first thing she does when she hears, like, oh, you want a library? Well, first, we got to make sure all the spirits are right in this place. Like, not get books. Okay. And
1: you want to get the spirits right in Thornhill? Okay. You're in the wrong house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, uh, we get the we get like the more stuff on Heather. She look, studied Wicca, she works up he- he- hecate. Look,
1: I think I can summarize this scene with my note from this scene, yeah. which is occult, blah blah blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh back at Pops they moved this up into storage and I was very confused, like, are they gonna remove the walls or
1: something? Then they go into it. Like, the booths are gone. The decor is it gone. It sounds
0: like they're like, we're done now. Man, this... Look, this is what this place looked like before...
1: Pops was here. Did they
0: even remove, like, the the, the kitchen well, in the and back? Like,
1: the, um, the bar where Jughead sits all the time and eats yeah. is still there. The bar stools are still there. I think the cash register is there. I can't
0: stress this enough. This is just a restaurant moving locations. A <laughs> uh, A gym by us recently moved to a new location, like across the street to a bigger location. And I cannot. This is that. Yeah, this is just what that is. And I will say this again, and I'll say it every single time. It feels like it's against the spirit of what they were fighting for.
1: Well, speaking of the spirit of things, in Bumble's Percival Pickens with Frank to be like, Hello, young men who are construction workers. Hello,
0: union men.
1: I would like to hire you for a non-union job to do a skilled uh, trade that you are not qualified to do. Please, instead of being construction workers, become railway men. Build the rails. They're all going to die.
0: A long-term job with a signing bonus that you will definitely mangle yourself doing because you don't know how to do this.
1: Riverdale, a railway and construction are not the same thing.
0: (laughs) But they're both with hammers, you know. They both do hammer stuff. They're all going to die. Aaron, we see how they treat the coroner, who can just do every (laughs) doctor thing. Of course, every construction worker can do every construction thing. You construct a railroad.
1: Oh my God! The people who work on the the rails are called engineers. I mean, not those kind of engineers. Different engineers. And yeah. also not that kind of engineers. Different engineers. It's a third kind of engineers. The, problem, the engineering crews the, work on the rails. The problem is
0: that engineers is a very broad term.
1: Or is it the mechanical crew? Now, now oh, no. Now, obviously,
0: what Percival and Frank here are actually doing is they're hiring everyone the time to go, like, sit in a hut somewhere and be like, we'll pay you money. Just sit in this hut. It's
1: true. But they do make a point. No union dues.
0: Yep. And then okay. that's the last time we'll hear this weird stuff about unions. Though I guess Archie in this scene will say to Frank... But dad, you know, you guys are union men all your life. Also, I want to point out the person who actually brought up unions were the workers. The workers said, this is a union gig, right?
1: And Archie was like, always, guys.
0: (laughs) So it seems like they're the ones.
1: Who want a union.
0: Also, this job is so quick. Like, they're clear the stuff out of, they do it three times
1: you know, that's the thing. They could all actually just do, the do job. Archie's
0: job and, then, and do the railway. Yeah, there's no reason they can't do both. Even Fags is like, I guess I'm going to leave immediately. I'm like, why? Just finish this job. Fags, Which I think you're done. I think you're done now.
1: He's not building the railway tomorrow.
0: <laughs> now, <sighs> we got to check out Forsyth the Fantastic. Of course, it begins with Veronica just... Singing singing. a song. And at no point does anyone go, hey, isn't that a famous YA author?
1: You know what, though? Do you know what a famous YA author looks like?
0: I mean, the way that they treat these ones. Okay, that's a good point. (laughs) Now, yeah, so yeah, basically he does his mind reading. He guesses a random number. I want to clarify, this actually takes some impressive work from, like, knowing his powers. I'm going to go really deep into Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I think he's reading Veronica's mind.
1: And she is... Think screaming the number at him.
0: Because she talks and essentially gives him a lead up to and now reveal the number. And Jughead can't tell the difference between when somebody is just thinking a thought. Mm -hmm. So I think both Jughead is getting better at that. And Veronica is showing an actual like.
1: Awareness of how it works. Yeah. Because she must be like she thinks what she's saying and then she must think in her head. Jughead, I'm not talking now. The number is this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, Jughead cannot tell that he's blindfolded. He cannot tell when the mouth's moving.
1: Yeah. It's honestly, it's kind of
0: impressive. It's fine. And like, I, I love this idea of this person being like, I gain my control powers. So what do I do? I do a real version of the mind control. Of the mentalist. Or, sorry, the, the mentalist thing. Like, yeah. it's great. It's great. Uh, now, something weird happened at Pops.
1: So Archie, when they did their first part of the job, which was taking everything out of Pops, yeah. he locked it in a trailer. But, oh, my God, someone came into that trailer overnight
0: and they... put everything back. <laughs> at first, they're like, they stole it? Wait, no, it's all back in. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, uh, no, Archie is very confused about this. He's, he like actually looks at the lock. Like This is another one of the sweet himbo moments where he's like, the lock? I locked it. But I like he's so angry that he like I locked it. I locked <laughs> it. He can't think that anybody picked the lock. He's just like I locked it. How? Meanwhile, you know, Tabitha goes to Percival. Um and th- at this moment when Percival's like I have literally no idea where time I'm like I actually believe him. Like, I also
1: actually believe him. Like,
0: Is the angel trying to, because like this makes sense because it's ridiculous to think that you can just gut out the middle of this battlefield between good and evil and be like, we'll move it to another place. That counts, right? <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous to think it would work. So I also thought it the, was the angel. I thought the
0: angel's gonna come in and be like, no, Tabitha, you y- the, y- the, y- the, the place, the place matters so much. <laughs> Do you not get what the premise of all this was?
1: So we don't have time for that because we gotta go back to Pop Tate's where they once again have mostly gutted it.
0: But then the jukebox starts playing.
1: Ooh, and then two guys try to move it.
0: And Sam, a guy named Sam, gets electrocuted. Oh,
1: no. Oh,
0: no. Meanwhile, Betty gets a call from Kurtle and learns some news we kind of alluded to earlier. So Juniper has the low-activity variant of the (laughs) MAOA gene. Uh, Dagwood does not.
1: So then we find out 100% that they believe the people who have the gene mutation.
0: We find out 100% that there's a theory. (laughs) Yeah, Drake figures it might be counterintuitive. And actually, you can't detect serial killer gene.
1: And then she mumbles some about how there's an enzyme that is released. Okay,
0: look. Maybe I'm going extra hard and nitpicky because this whole evil Gene storyline is like my least favorite thing about Betty's whole thing. Especially because you know, I, we like we like Betty.
1: I genuinely hate the evil Betty storyline. I think Betty's storyline would be 100% better if it was about her being a good person who has to grapple with impulses she doesn't like.
0: Yeah. Now, so maybe that's why I'm being extra nitpicky and hard. But I need to stress this out. The low-activity MAOA gene works because it puts out less of that enzyme.
1: So you would think she would be able to more pick up their auras.
0: Everybody gets the MAOA enzyme. Everybody has that. That is... Everybody has this gene. What they're talking about is the low-activity version of it. And I understand maybe stressing that every single time. But just say, like, the gene variant. The gene mutation. Yeah. And then this thing where it's like, well, well, it releases an enzyme. I'm like, yeah, it releases less of the enzyme, which means that she
1: should be able to more view their
0: auras or or she can only detect that enzyme. Yeah. And when people don't have enough of that enzyme, then she can't detect their threats. I just hate this mostly because there is no evidence that this weird gene does this at all like and it's so weird that like this is popping up and i see it pop up now all the time and like it's i I understand it's a tv show but i'm seeing it now pop up all the time on like twitter and social media of people who are like yeah the serial killer gene the people of the serial killer gene i'm like not a thing not a real thing so buzzy yeah, like make up, make up something. Just make up something else. Don't use that you read a Wikipedia article on the Maoa gene, and now like half read one, and so you're like, that's kind of a cool thing that we can do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Know. Speaking of things that are happening, Reggie has seen Jughead's act and is like, whoo! that buddy's got legs there. Give me some of those legs."
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't get this. He still owns part of the casino. He gets a cut of the show.
1: I mean, I'm not sure Veronica understands how ownership
0: works. Yeah. What he, he should
1: be is coming in and being like, Veronica, I own this casino. You can't cut me out of the proceeds of your headlining act.
0: Yeah. Like he, he get he's a shareholder. All the, here's the thing. All the shareholders make more. If the casino makes more money, the shareholders make more money.
1: But here's the thing, Kevin. If this wasn't somehow a scam, I guess Reggie couldn't come in and threaten to blackmail Veronica.
0: I, but it bugs me so much. If if what Veronica was doing was being like, "Hey, Jughead, we're gonna pay you to do this show, and I'm gonna, and with your permission, I'm going to skim part of our pay for you." Yeah. So I can. Yeah, get so get, can, get, can, get more money.
1: So I can you know cook the books. I want us to seem less profitable so mon- more money goes directly to me. Yeah,
0: which is why which is why she should not be up on stage with him. Yeah. Because she should be like, what do you mean? I'm paying Jughead the full amount and it, and Reggie can be like no,
1: no, I know there's more money. I know
0: you're skimming I know you're skimming off. He's to pay, like what, 50% of the actual pay then you're taking the rest and like shuttling it off somewhere. But, but Veronica has to be on stage.
1: What would this show be if Veronica didn't sing?
0: Yeah, I can't get over it. He still owns part of the casino. He When the casino makes money, he makes money.
1: And he should be on board with that.
0: No, but he wants a cut, so whatever that means, or else he'll reveal that, he'll tell Percival.
1: Yeah, he's going to tell Percival that Veronica put a hit out on her father. No,
0: I, I assume he says, I'll tell Percival, because I assume Percival will know what to do with that information. What happened to the mafia guys he was working with? It's-
1: the mafia mafia guys won't care. Well, and no,
0: no, obviously they won't care now, you know.
1: Oh, wouldn't it be sweet though if Reggie thought they would care? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. I also, think he's like,
1: that knowledge will destroy you, and I'm like, mm, she killed her husband and was mostly fine. Also,
0: like, you don't got any evidence. I the yeah, it's the,
1: your word against hers, and you guys broke up. The
0: most threatening thing that you can have is that because Percival knows it, like Percival is a dangerous person, and yes. kn- knowing more information is dangerous but I'm not sure how much that is actually translated. And
1: I don't know how much Reggie or actually
0: Ver- or Veronica.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> feels about that. So, so Let's uh let's head back to check on what Fang's doing. And Fang's he got he's rolling in the money cuz he... he's now doing
1: railway rails, work. He uh... he is gonna build the railway. You know, build the railway. you know? You know those Chinese immigrants who died in like Train, tunnel explosions they, they around were, the turn of the century. They were
0: non-union.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: This, yeah. this
1: is a bad scene, Fangs. The
0: railway needs union, so you don't die.
1: You're H- gonna die, Fangs. H- H- H-
0: Historically, the railway is most in need of a union but because the railway
1: s- <laughs> really needs union. You <laughs> see what
0: happens with non-union railroads.
1: Unskilled workers should not build a railway. They
0: die now, um, at least they're not going through a mountain, I guess.
1: Maybe. Who Maybe. knows? Who
0: knows what's beyond... Their, well, there's definitely a mountain somewhere. So we got the Palladium from... Well, they're oh, they're making the tracks out of Palladium. Oh, God. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Fangs got a down payment of a car, and then we get a weird bit where Tony and Fangs talk about Percival. and dangerous like dangerous. Tony, I heard he could control minds. I can't stress this enough. Tony and Fangs do not know about magic yet. They're the only people... Outside the loop, on there is magic in the world, but they but do they, know Percival can control minds. The, no, they just believe it. Tony's like, I heard rumors that he can control minds, and, and Fang's, then Fang's like, goes, Yeah, Archie told me about having a tether. I'm like, Why would you? Be- That's an insane thing for someone to tell you
1: in a world that doesn't have magic.
0: The, the entire point of Rivervale was that is the world where they believe in superstition. Now, I understand we're still going on the idea that potentially this is a collision between the two, and maybe this is a ramification of that, but it's not being obvious enough. It's just <laughs> getting confusing. <laughs> it's
1: just confusing. Yeah. So, Baby Anthony is going to be his tether. Oh, yes. And I actually, I feel like that's going to work because this is Riverdale. Yeah, no,
0: it'll be fine, yeah. Now, uh...
1: Tether... <laughs> Okay, this is a dumb scene. I don't
0: know what prompted this or what's going on. The last scene with Cheryl and Heather were being like, I like magic. I too like magic. And And then this
1: scene is Hey, Cheryl, can I, Heather, do a tarot card reading for you?
0: I'll give them this one thing. I want to congratulate the show on picking the bad card as the tower because so many cards do death or the devil, which, like, aren't necessarily bad. The mm-hmm. tower's, like, the only card that strictly means, hey, this is destruction. So, you know what? For all the weird nonsense yeah. you do, I guess you got right someone on
1: this. Someone did some research or really likes tarot.
0: Considering all the magic stuff coming up, I think someone just really likes tarot.
1: <laughs> so, um, the things that this tarot reading will turn up is that Cheryl has a new ability.
0: Yeah, oh, she's the queen.
1: Cheryl yearns for love and connection oh. and companionship. And
0: something terrible will happen to her, which, yeah, that's something always terrible happens yeah. to Cheryl.
1: Um, The apocalypse is coming, show. You told us that. I'm not
0: sure if Cheryl knows that.
1: <laughs> oh, impossible to
0: say. All right. Uh, so, so after a quick scene of learning that the jukebox should not have shocked anyone. Um,
1: No, I want to point something oh, out sure. in that quick scene. Um, these workers should be really glad that they're in a union.
0: Oh, yeah, because they had health care. And if you, if you, he got shocked, so he got to go to the hospital. Not like if you, I don't know, lose a hand trying to build a railway and you don't have that. And they just be like, well, I guess that was your fault. Oh,
1: I guess you can't build the railway anymore. That you have no job and you have no hand.
0: Get out. Yeah. Instead. Instead, this will prompt more of them to leave. (laughs) What? Oh my god, (laughs) why is everyone who lives in Riverdale so
1: dumb? So dumb.
0: Okay, so somehow Jughead doing this um, mentalist thing got him riding again, which my problem is that that kind of defeats his whole purpose for doing it. But Veronica comes over to kind of interrupt him.
1: So Veronica first half tells him the truth by being like, Reggie's really trying to blackmail me, so I need you to make him forget something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and Jughead's like, I need more information than that. There's a lot of really mean poking at Reggie, who is one of the more reasonable people on this show. And there's a lot of Veronica just being like, yeah, he's a child.
1: At one point, she's like, I don't want you to make him forget everything as dumb as he is.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, out of nowhere, Veronica's like, hey, can you mind wipe someone? And Jughead's like, what?
1: You're like, that doesn't I- seem good and so
0: i guess he's gonna do some research cuz that's what this thing this show is is just going into textbooks i finally figured out why it bothers me so much though it implies that this magic has been in the world all along cuz mm-hmm. they keep finding answers to new found a ab- bit new found and strange abilities in just every book in the world.
1: And when people make wild suggestions, can you use your power to
0: do this? It's in the book already. Yeah. And he'll say things like, oh, turns out it is possible. I'm like, no, it's not possible. This world
1: doesn't have magic. (laughs) We have spent five seasons saying this world doesn't have magic. Yeah,
0: Don't don't say it's possible. What you're doing is really freaking weird and no one treats it like it is. And
1: I, again, we talked about this last episode, the episode before, we want our characters to go and adventures and try weird shit
0: yeah yeah make
1: him just try make him be like okay I understand my mind control to work this way or well, my mind reading to work this way so if I do this and this yeah, when
0: he does it he actually makes the exact same space he's in with Betty where he's looking through comic books and he could just be like I wonder what happens if I tear a page out of the comic yes. book and he could just he discover, could discover it, it. <laughs> rather than being like well I read a book
1: um, Also, uh, variety- books are terrible <laughs> Veronica will tell Jughead that she sent the hit out on her father. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. He's like not like, phased at all.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think. Of that makes course sense. you did. I'll give you like the reveals that everyone's just like, yeah, no, we, yeah. we kind of figured that was the case. Who as else would do as it? Like,
1: Let me tell you my secrets. And they're like, mm. All
0: right. So when Tabitha arrives at the diner, uh, she finds it like it's, it's full of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, the diner is full of ghosts. <laughs> so she goes to Archie, and she's like, well, I talked to Pops, and people have died of the diner. And yeah, like, we
1: know that. Yeah,
0: also, when Archie would be like, well, my I mean, yeah, my father was almost killed in the diner. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Veronica burned a man to death in the basement.
1: There was all right. Remember the ghost from the waitress who died in the deep fryer? Oh, that was in Rivervale. That
0: was in Rivervale, yeah.
1: I. We will meet her, though.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, so she's like, "Well, the ghost, we gotta deal with ghosts." The crew's heading to the other crew because they're all idiots and don't realize that hey, you got electrocuted, but uh, you got helped.
1: And then Archie's like, "All right, I'm gonna talk to Frank. I'm gonna get my crew back. I'm gonna do first- some chime
0: product placement." <laughs> yes, come on, show you—he do- literally holds up the camera <laughs> like, "Here's my chime cart." Like, show you've done. Better. better even the benjamin morris one later this episode is a little bit better than literally holding <laughs> the card up to the camera being like hi here's my card
1: the drinks are on me because I, I have a, a shine chime card, card.
0: <laughs> yeah so this is
1: a, a this is kind of a dumb scene it's a very very archie scene mm-hmm. where he just evokes the memory of his father
0: I cannot stress to this dumb little himbo enough and the rest (laughs) of this town mind control Yeah, Percival is using magic to control people's minds yet they will constantly have these talks with them being like I don't know why you're doing this remember who you remember I'm like
1: here's the thing though (laughs) I am going to bring this up now because I'm trying to understand how Percival's mind control works. Oh, it's a
0: deadly errand.
1: Did Frank say, hey, Percival? Archie called me to go for a drink. And Percival was like, you should go for that drink. And then, Kevin, can you please insert a sound effect where my voice is echoing? But when you go for that drink, anything that Archie says, you should pretend to agree with. But also, it's very, very dumb. And you will not agree, but you will pretend to agree.
0: Boy, well, I want it to be exciting for everyone to figure out whether or not I did that. <laughs> Won't it? Won't it.
1: But like, is that <laughs>
0: is that how it works? So what he's doing, or did he just put in like triggers in their brain?
1: Because like, he,
0: he's already wiped Betty's memory, so I bet he can put the tr- like triggers in people's brains.
1: Like when Archie, he puts a trigger. When, like when when-,
0: he, when you talk to Archie, like don't listen to anything he said. Like. I don't know, stuff like that.
1: It must be, because other, like, Percival's not
0: there. Yeah. So there is no
1: reason why this shouldn't work. And it
0: has to be mind control, because nothing else Frank does makes sense. Frank is the most out-of-character person. Like, Alice. Alice is evil. Like Alice was terrible before Percival. Um,
1: Percival is just like, I feel like Percival just, like, pokes into her mind. It's like, hey, that thing you want to do?
0: You should do it. I think Percival's constantly surprised that he doesn't have to mind control her. But Frank is acting counter to Frank.
1: Because Frank is Luke Perry Andrews in a new body. And he's
0: always walking behind Percival, like his weird...
1: Smiling. ...guard
0: or something like that. So I have to imagine that Percival put a bunch of triggers in his brain to be like, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this just all the time they spend with him. Because otherwise... It makes no sense, which makes it weirder. When Archie, it's mind control, guys.
1: There's mind control.
0: So we uh we chicken we check quickly with Betty. So they got Cheryl and they got Trevor, the orderly, tested, and they do have the gene. So now they have confirmed that she can't read people who have the low activity variant of the MAOA gene.
1: I have to ask though. Yeah. How did these tests happen?
0: I assume that Trevor, they just force it on him because he's a prisoner and he has no rights. And Cheryl was like, You want my blood? Sure.
1: I love my blood. <laughs> you want to see my blood?
0: Of course you can have some of my blood. I got I, I got already period vials. Can
1: I talk to Heather while you do it, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can Heather take the blood? Yeah, no, I know i think Cheryl just already had blood about. Uh now the the the, the explanation Drake is about to give is Insane. Insane. She's like, well, you know, now that you know you have the blind spot, maybe your brain will do something different.
1: It's She essentially is like, it's an inexact science. Maybe you won't have the blind spot anymore.
0: She says, I don't know. A wizard did it. It's true. <laughs> Archie had to literally be forged to get past his palladium weakness. And Betty just had to know why it's happening. And then, and then, out of nowhere, in a thing that will not be carried up on, she will ask Betty, "How's living with the boyfriend?" And
1: Betty will not answer on camera. (laughs)
0: He'd be like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Oh, Drake, no, don't, Drake, Drake." Or I mean, I I do like Magic Agent Drake. She's weird. All right, so Tabitha, because there's ghosts, obviously goes to the only people who can help her with ghosts: Cheryl and Heather, who will continue to be weird and suck, Look, <laughs> except for Cheryl, who will actually get better.
1: Tabitha does make the correct choice.
0: Yes, I, I mean obviously, in this current world, she made the right choice. Go to the weirdos on the hill.
1: The weirdos on the hill will tell her that ghosts exist because they have unfinished business on so Earth. So they
0: could be afraid, or they could have unfinished business, so they do. Like, n-
1: thanks. Ghostbusters could have told me that. Yeah.
0: So they do not a seance, like a medium. Se- we learn later it's necromancy.
1: But they go to the diner and talk to the ghost. Heather,
0: re- Heather reads out a rhyming poem that includes the names of the ghosts it's in the rhyme.
1: very convenient, in- those
0: names all rhyme. Ooh, it's very helpful. That with two- each other. Yeah, two of them have rhyming names. I want to know how long she spent being like, okay. I gotta make it rhyme, but how am I? Because uh, this, of the this ghosts. isn't just a, this isn't just an ev- an evocation that you can insert names into. She had to figure out the rhyme
1: because she rhymes with the names, guys. Yeah.
0: So then the ghosts appear, and the one who takes the lead is Gilda, Glinda. I wrote Gilda. There's no, no I think name. Gilda
1: is correct. Gilda Snide and Gilda Sla- Snide. Is the waitress who died in the deep fryer? We
0: guess because she has a, a burn, a slight burn, a very on the side. mild
1: burn. It's nothing like the the person who died in the deep fryer on uh, Scream Queens.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you know any of the ghosts you see in like The Shining. So she's about to about to drop a whole lot of exposition on us, and what she explains is. We are bound to this place.
1: We have to watch the final battle we, between good and evil, are, which is destined to take place at Pops. We are Tate's.
0: here to witness the battle between good and evil. I'm like, so okay. so are you gonna like sabotage Percival when he comes in with the bulldozer? The, the bulldozer? Like is this a non-issue? Because
1: that's okay. that is the thing. <laughs> if they are bound to watch it, they can just make the bulldozer like bounce off of pops.
0: also like also, When they say they're bound to this place, I cannot stress this enough. They are bound to the seats and the chotskis on the wall and not the actual place itself.
1: It is wild (laughs) that they only mess with the good
0: guys. Yeah, and these ghosts suck because because Tabitha's like, but he's gonna build a train through. And the ghost's like, a train? And like, then they like, say, you, oh. don't, you don't know the situation.
1: Haven't you been listening? But apparently you- He you're keeps announcing the train in, in Pop the dates. And
0: apparently you're the But you're like the weirdos. You know that you're supposed to be the witness to the battle between good and evil, but you're but you aren't aware that Percival, that they're gonna build a train through here.
1: And then they ask. Is he building the ghost train?
0: And then Have, she, Cheryl, of all people, is like, like what the, the ghost that? <laughs> ghost train?"
1: Cheryl spends the rest of the scene being like, "What the f is going on yeah. here?" Later,
0: Tabitha's like, "That must be why. Uh, this must be why Percival wants to throw this place so bad." It's starting to make sense. And Cheryl goes, "Is it?" And look, I love. Cheryl, the act, the actress, yes, doing like being Incredulous during this. But the problem is that Cheryl can't do that. No, nope. she's she has been constantly set up as not only very into magic, but apparently she knows for me- years she's and been into She knows into
1: more it. than anyone, so she
0: can't be the Incredulous you, one. Especially you when Tab it? Tabitha's like
1: you need like Betty or Veronica to be in this scene.
0: Yeah, like it's fun, but.
1: So Heather will explain to us that Vague on stuff. <laughs> the ghost train, it's, the conductor can take immense powers over life and death and good and evil.
0: It's the engine of spirits to have dominion over the realms of living or dead. Now, look, it's just a bunch of, you know how sci-fi has like techno mumbo jumbo. This is yeah. magic mumbo jumbo. Um I don't But it's so weird. It's it's also weird that it's not just a random train. We for a while were just like, oh, it doesn't matter what it is. He yeah. just wants to destroy pop. No, no, apparently.
1: It matters it's a Specific. The
0: train. He's making a ghost he's making the ghost train.
1: Look, show, it being the ghost train doesn't make it better.
0: It's still weird that he has to make the ghost train. So then we get the explanation from the ghosts, and I'm just gonna summarize this. I'm gonna make sure everyone has a very clear, clear idea of what is going on. They can't dismantle Pops for too long, or the energy will dissipate into the ether, and these four random ghosts... Will be lost. ...who need to witness the final battle, or it can't take place, at which point evil just...
1: wins wins.
0: so these four random ghosts who have only one of them talks and she's just like a waitress who died
1: yeah and And there's two teenagers who were like obviously shot or something yeah
0: so they're just like
1: these are random people
0: are like no but we got we gotta watch it it feels like they're lying like we don't want to go to the afterlife
1: (laughs) this also makes no sense that evil can just bulldoze pops and then the final battle won't take place, and then they just win?
0: Well, also considering how Percival apparently doesn't know this, because he does not care that they're moving out. Like, when, when, like, he doesn't actually, at any point, try to... No, he does, so, actually.
1: Percival doesn't know about the ghosts, but I think he knows that Pops is important.
0: And, but, but what he knows is important is, once again, the stuff inside Pops. He's perfectly allowed to bulldoze the building. As long as the, the seats, stuff, isn't it? Th- not even just the bar, like the seats and the lights, and all the chotskis on the wall. I don't think they take the kitchen with them. Like they, they're not dismantling like a, an industrial.
1: No, they're not making a new restaurant. <laughs> yeah, which you would think would destroy. the I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they will be running a restaurant out of the. Location that comes up later. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the ghosts would not like to be bulldozed. So so they they agree to move, but they can't go into deep storage. And
0: they got to do it as quickly as possible. So once again, I cannot... Why didn't they just do this beforehand? Once again, there are so many empty buildings. The one thing, the one thing driven to us... Over and over in last season is everybody left Riverdale and it's a bunch of empty buildings. I
1: bet there's empty restaurants everywhere. For
0: sure they can just move to a new location. But this show doesn't want new locations. So, I remember I mentioned last time where I'm like, I don't think the show's cheap. They had to stay in high school because they're barely ever in high school. They are very hesitant to new locations. So... Definitely they are trying to save money. Yep. <laughs> in the dumbest way possible. Because they got rid of one. They got rid of Pops.
1: Well, they'll be back, I'm sure. So okay, let's talk about something else dumb.
0: Alice has finally realized the children are gone. And Aaron... Where, where did are they the children? Go? Where are the children? You just told us where they were, and now they're just gone again. Where are
1: they? Just like the cat, <laughs> Betty took a living creature, in this case, two children, somewhere. And, just, and did, we will not find out did, where. Did she put them in foster care? Did she put them in the shelter? She are they with their, the cat in the, the cat. shelter?
0: Now, Best case scenario, and I cannot imagine this is best case scenario, she put it back to Cheryl. Which, of course, means they will have to be be back to fending for themselves like the feral children they are.
1: You know what? They'll be happy. That will soothe their murderous impulses and allow them to run free in the woods.
0: (laughs) It's so upsetting. They're like, oh, these kids just have murderous impulses because they're genetics. You're getting so close to eugenics. You're getting so close to eugenics, Riverdale.
1: These children have had the worst upbringing of any character on the show.
0: Maybe they just need some care.
1: Maybe someone just needs to love them and take care of them rather than treating them like they're tiny sociopaths. Yeah,
0: yeah, maybe you just uh, steal the cat from them and just make sure they don't kill the cat.
1: So, Alice, who is not being mind-controlled by Percival in this scene. (laughs) Because why would he bother to do this?
0: (laughs) Just... Goes in and says the most rambly nonsense. Like, it's she, it's obviously... The thing is, the stuff she's saying is so obviously just her perspective and so wrong. And yet, the show wants very certain things to be like... No, oh, this part she, is true. Oh, but she's nailing it right here, isn't she? She
1: tells Betty that Betty has no feelings because how could she possibly have feelings? Alice gave Betty all of the love and the care in the world, (sighs) and she still turned out like this. You
0: conjure up villains, and you've only gotten love. I'm like, oh, Alice, no, Alice, no. No,
1: but it turns out that you're just rotten inside. No one could have ever made you good. You are a bad person. You're a bad
0: daughter. I hope you never become a mother.
1: And, like, I think we're supposed to believe some of these things. Well,
0: I will say... She does get an aura around her, and we will learn later that it's because now Betty has the ability to detect a wider breadth of thre- threats. In this case, emotional threats. <laughs> so clearly, she is a threat to her emotions. But the Betty, but she says she claims the, the the point of all of this, all of the weird stuff she says, even the stuff that I do think the show thinks we're supposed to be like Alice. The the core. Of this is, Betty, you are a bad person, which the show then tries to reinforce.
1: You are always bad by nature.
0: You are a bad person, which, once again, this has been going on since season uh, one, one. since season one. And two, when? When? When, when his, has she done? Veronica does worse things than Betty. Yeah. and Be- Veronica barely does bad things. Even
1: the bad things that Betty does like when she turned i'm sorry when she was like pushing what's his face into the hot tub oh when she
0: would she pour maple syrup on and push him down like don't get me wrong yeah that's kind of a a, a mean, like that's that's, 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 that's there's she, a there's a lot going but on she's there
1: 15 she is has been abused by her parents alice yeah for years yeah and you know what would fix that right up some really good proper
0: therapy and like before that so the things that i oh, always cut back to betty Killed a dying, killed a cat. She, she killed
1: a dying cat when her father forced her to do it because the cat was in pain. Yeah,
0: I don't like. I don't want to be be here and be like, oh, she did nothing wrong. But in many ways, that's not like, like if that that could be the backstory of a character and just be like, yeah, okay.
1: I mean, I I literally saw a play like, yeah, it's, it's, last night about a guy who set up a trap, like a he's a grandpa character, yeah, and he set up his first trap line when he was fourteen, yeah. And he meant to go check it every day, yeah. But the line, like the weather was bad. He was fourteen. He got distracted, and when he went there, there was a raccoon that had been trapped for too long, and he had to put the raccoon down. And he was traumatized because of that. The thing, and he's not the villain of that play. The thing
0: that gets me is that her, Betty's backstory was where, like, oh, my animal was killed, was um hit by a truck, and I put it out of it, put about it his misery for other characters and. I'm not saying he's going to constantly be going on about, like, gender dynamics. If but for did a that, male character, they'd be like, it was a hard thing, but he made the hard choice. It
1: taught him about his manhood. Why doesn't
0: Betty get to make the hard choice? Instead,
1: Instead, it's the key to her inner darkness. I,
0: I don't know if this means anything, but I've been thinking about it a lot because, once again, I'm very bugged by the MAOA thing. The MAOA, the low activity version of the MAOA, um, like that whole thing. Is way 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 I cannot stress how much more common it is in men than women. Mm-hmm. And the show keeps giving it to women, mm-hmm. which in most cases I'm like fine with because the entire point of characters and shows is that they are exceptional. Some yeah. people be like, Oh, but there's no female pirates, like, or I mean there was like the yeah. the biggest pirate in China was female. And the entire point is they're interesting because they're exceptions, of, they can be exceptions. But there's something there, and I can't quite get my fingers on it. And like, I feels weird.
1: Trying to think of the worst things she's done on camera. She
0: she She dissected a dead body.
1: Yep, she caught the trucker.
0: She caught the trucker. She
1: did keep him captive. To be fair, though, she was extremely traumatized from her time. With TBK at that point, but even and then, she threatened to like dismember him.
0: Yeah, and then he killed didn't. himself. Yeah, he killed and himself. I
1: don't think like she was trying to work herself up to doing it. Yeah, and th- all of the cues the show gave to us mm. is that she wouldn't have. Yeah, Archie has beat many men.
0: Ar- Archie constantly is beat. Like, like I can't get over the fact that he did break Glenn's arm, and Betty did not see that as a threat. The show told us. That was not a threat. Yep. Archie breaking a guy's arm. I understand he was kind of a creep. But
1: but like he w- I don't want to say he was just But so kind was of the guy creep. who was a
0: serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> that Betty did not actually kill. They they just treat her so much differently than they would tr- than I feel these writers would treat a male character, honestly.
1: Yes, no, I absolutely agree, which is why I hate the evil Betty storyline. Mhm.
0: So let's right. move on. So let's move on from that. Um, uh, Tabitha's big plan is she's going to set up Pops at the El Royale because now the El Royale is also going to be a restaurant. Why not?
1: You know what? The El-, El Royale is also a place with great spirits, yeah. very ready to be haunted.
0: And uh, Frank has this like great come in and be like, Well, you know what? I think I actually am going to help you guys. I'm going to get them. I got some boys together. We're going to help you with the We're going to call in
1: sick tomorrow from our railway building. Job, whatever
0: I'm doing there.
1: Um, I've been looking (laughs) at this picture all day. And at that point, I wrote, Ooh, is the picture a totem? Did Archie (laughs) trick Frank into having a totem?
0: Tether. Except for that's not how, like, you definitely have to actively use a tether. Now. We get Betty and Archie talking about Frank. Arch, Archie with a weird, like, maybe we she'll hope for Alice. Like, nope, nope, Archie. Alice was terrible before Frank.
1: But I don't. Or
0: before Percival.
1: I also wrote that, but I also don't think Betty tells Archie like 98% <laughs> of the nonsense that <laughs> no, Alice does. No.
0: All right, uh, so Jughead did more research. Uh, it turns out there is an ability called telepathic erasure. He read it in a book, and it's possible.
1: But he can only do it while the person is sleeping or distracted. So and
0: how, how do they distract Reggie?
1: The show does the cruelest thing it's ever done to Reggie. Yeah. Veronica gives Reggie his cut of the act or proceeds from the casino.
0: I, yeah, because once again, I can't trust this enough. He does get money from that act. It does. That is how it works when you own part of a business. You do get paid.
1: <laughs> but she gives it to him in well, small bills.
0: So that he has to count it.
1: And he is so distracting, distracted counting it because the show thinks Reggie is dumb. Which he is not. Reggie yeah. is actively not dumb.
0: Yeah. Um. And so then Jughead... Removes the memory from him. He like it's it is a cool scene. He he goes into that like, um, space he was with uh Betty, where he's hmm. like looking through like the the files of Reggie's brain, which he sees as comic books, which is funny because he told Betty to visualize that, but now he just does it. Which
1: is why it would have been so cool if he was like, I don't know how to do that, but I'll pop into Reggie's brain and see if I can figure it yeah. out.
0: So he looks through. He pulls out the one. He pulls the page out, and this will. Because once he gets back, Veronica just takes the money back. It's like, huh, what now? I lobotomized you. I, this, okay, what, I, I need to stress that for the audience. And I think maybe they'll go into it. Mm-hmm. What Jughead did is one of the worst things this show has done to a person.
1: But Kevin, Betty's the dark one.
0: Like, this, this could have been Veronica like dragging Jughead to the dark side but then he need this is why he needed a bigger motivation Yeah. because the one thing he said the one thing Jughead said was I will only do this on willing people and then but
1: later he he says he never liked Reggie even in high school
0: yep so he's going to he's going this is the most invasive thing
1: and the thing is (laughs) she taunts him with it yeah she takes the oh you don't
0: remember oh wasn't that terrible Veronica. Veronica, this is... He he just reached his fingers into someone's brain and removed a section of his past.
1: And the only reason that Reggie is being like this is because you have been verbally abusive to him for... We- I'm just, sorry, we watched the show, Veronica. Yeah. You've been verbally abusive to him way before he was to you.
0: It's just... It's so b- bad. And I... I'm willing to give him till next episode to be like, maybe Jughead will realize what he did. is a very have a crisis
1: of consciousness. Because they
0: did bring up a very... It's very strange for him to say, I will only do this as a willing person Mm -hmm. if he's doing it at a show, which means everyone's willing. So I'm hoping they said that so that he'd do this and the next episode he can be like, I feel really bad. And
1: Jughead does seem like someone who could get caught up with like... The theory and the excitement of figuring something out, and then yeah. afterwards being like, Oh, oh no. But that's
0: what we mean by the need of stronger motivation. This scene is like the C storyline in this episode, and Jughead needed more time to be like, Why is he, why does he need this money so bad? Why is he, because at first he did it because it was bored, and then like there's so many different ways they could have gone into this, but just having him be like, oh, no, I did it because why not? Yeah. Because it doesn't look like he needed it anymore. He was writing again. He doesn't, like, oh, I guess, all right, show's done, I suppose. What do I care?
1: So back to the A storyline, the ghosts <laughs> helped to pack up pops.
0: Yeah, and then they will never address what goes on with the white worm, which is beneath his building.
1: So then in another storyline, Cheryl's like, Hey, when you talk to ghosts, that was necromancy, right?
0: It's different from the seance I did.
1: And then Heather's like, Yes. I don't just like occult stuff. I'm a witch. Also, I think you're a witch.
0: <laughs> I what it What? The, okay, so they like, so despite the fact that Cheryl
1: Does is a gay we,
0: character, they have this weird it, it's wrapping so weird of like coded scene. Yeah, where she's like, Oh, you know, I've never used that word before, but I I've been dancing around that word for for ye- for like uh For months, years maybe years. years. Like, we already have we already Game. had
1: your coming out you, story. We don't
0: need to do a weird coding. Just, you don't need to do that. We already did it. Like,
1: And also, we also already know you're a witch. What is this scene? And then
0: this brings up, yo, yeah, we're like, oh well, we know you're, we, you didn't need to say you're a witch. We know you're a witch. Yeah,
1: we we watched the show. <laughs> we saw you do magic. Also,
0: I had to think back but being like, wait, has she really never described herself as a witch? I guess in River Vale she did. Oh God. But I guess...
1: In Riverdale, no. But that's
0: the problem, once again, with this whole Rivervale, Riverdale thing, is that there's stuff in Rivervale. They're like, in Rivervale, she's like, I'm a witch. Yeah. I do witching. But in this one, she's like, no, I've been dancing around And it. so
1: we don't know what we're supposed to know and what we're supposed to not know. Now,
0: I also want to set up another thing that this is a problem with and what's one of the things that bugs me the most, and I know we're running over time, whatever, it's, it's a fine. wild episode. Uh, this clarifies more than anything else. What we're constantly running into is that her power set, and it seems everybody's power set, is completely different from everybody else's. Why is hers? I am a witch that exists in the world. Archie, Archie is now the weirdest one. Why is Archie? Why is Archie immune? Why is he immortal? Why is he invincible?
1: Why is he Superman? Because
0: Betty and Jughead both have like sensory powers, mm-hmm. like both they're both psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Archie's is not. And, and then,
1: Veronica's will not be an issue this episode.
0: Yeah, but her hers also, like, hers is closer to Archie's, where it's like a mutation of the body. Uh-huh. Tabitha's... Oh, I is, forgot my Tabitha's. ...is potentially closest to Cheryl's, because Cheryl's is called pyro... Is Cheryl's pyrokinetic, and she's chronokinetic, but... Cheryl's a witch, and, and Tabitha Tabitha's is not, not a witch, but Tabitha can
1: see ghosts.
0: Oh, now she can see ghosts, which I'm, I maybe is a thing Heather did as a last thing for her. It's unclear. I'm, and also she's an angel who watches over her. Also, that um, it's too confusing, and none of the power sets seem none of the. This is what I meant by the world building just ruins everything because
1: they don't exist in the same world. They
0: don't. None of this stuff makes sense to be in one world. It feels like it's five different. Power systems just sort of
1: crammed together. Crammed together in a house.
0: In a house that's burning down.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile
0: in a kind of sad scene.
1: Reggie goes to Percival and he's like, like, Hey Jughead and Veronica took something out of my brain. I
0: think I forgot something, but I don't know what I forgot. And Percival's like, Oh dear. Remember, Jughead's supposed to be like the big opponent yes. to Percival. And
1: Percival's like, Ooh, so his may- powers are escalating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: Um. So Betty, I guess this was important earlier. She told Archie she would try to help in the morning after she did a few things. (laughs)
0: Because once again, she does lead an FBI team.
1: So this will be again the one scene in the episode where Betty wears her sunglasses. She
0: is outside, so she's she arrives to help, but when she sees Frank like locking up the stuff,
1: he has Nora around
0: him, and it's. Turns out it's because he was just going to destroy the stuff.
1: Yeah, he was just brainwashed.
0: Yeah, and then he has palladium. He which, tries to
1: punch Archie, so which, Archie punches him. No, no, Is Archie doesn't head.
0: punch him. Frank just breaks his hand oh, on yeah, Archie's on face. Archie. <laughs> yeah, maybe I. Don't, I assume he broke his hand on Archie's face.
1: And Archie's like, "How could you do that?" So I
0: guess you weren't strong enough for the tether. And I'm like, "You didn't tell him it was <laughs> a tether." No. You, you. We. Okay. We saw on screen how a tether works. Percival walks up to you, tries to mind control you and you think about your dad.
1: <laughs> so what Archie did was he gave Frank a picture of his dad Frank's brother. And it's like and And it was like you should think about this all the time. Yeah. No, Archie. That's not helpful. At least he
0: told Fangs about how to do it correctly. It's not Frank's fault. <laughs> Frank's being mind controlled. Archie, so bad. you have
1: to forgive him one day. He's being mind controlled.
0: <laughs> it's it, essentially, I, essentially, the way to not get mind controlled is pretty much just think about baseball. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if someone's going to mind control you. Just think about something else Like It's (laughs) such a funny way Of being like As much as like Oh no it has to be something Really important I'm like Like Does it Or do you Does it have to have ADHD Right You just have to not Pay attention to the mind control (laughs) I love it Oh man Percival's Weakness Is blind spot Is he can't control People who have ADHD All right, so, so um, they, they run them off.
1: Yeah, they go to El Royale. The nice. ghosts are there. I would prefer. Yeah, the ghosts are fine. Yeah, but it is known that Tabitha's power is that she can only time travel at Pops. She should have t- tried to time travel.
0: Yeah, and I'm. I, well, here's what I'm wondering: Can she time time travel now? Uh, it is. Is it once again? They have somehow moved the spirit of Pops to the el royale. royale but the el royale is the el royale it, but is it also now pops because
1: the el royale is a thing and it does have its own spirit in the town all
0: i'm thinking is there's also the food truck and i'm like is the food truck not pops does that not count as pops because there's a food truck and if i if if we're going off of like feelings I still say the food truck is, like, the restaurant. Yeah,
1: I think it evokes the feeling of Pops. I go,
0: oh, look, it's Pops. If I if I saw a food truck for a restaurant, I'd be like, that's Pops.
1: And I'd like it, and i go there for nostalgia.
0: So, this doesn't make any sense.
1: Meanwhile.
0: <sighs> yeah, t- wrap up with Tony and Fangs.
1: Tony makes a big apology dinner, and I it's didn't, a fancy dinner. I didn't
0: have enough faith in you. I thought I could take everything on myself. I'm
1: fiercely independent.
0: What this this is hilarious cuz it's almost like they're trying to set up that like um so, you know, Tony's a strong female, but they really do that by disregarding anybody who cares for a child. Mhm. I took everything on myself. All you were doing was looking after a stupid baby at home. I was the breadwinner. You were I was I wasn't letting you be involved in the raising process Like, what are you talking about
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous I,
0: I can't i've been stressing so many things this episode i cannot stress enough fanks was taking care of his son not freeloading he wasn't babysitting he, he was the, the father, father of the child, and this can be really weirdly turned around on, like, a lot of the mothers who say, oh am being?" Like, yeah, they're just she's ra- doing
1: nothing. She was freeloading. She's just looking after kids, spending oh her goodness. husband's money.
0: So, hey, yeah. didn't show, th- didn't think about that, did you, buddy? So, it's, so what Tony says is that what we should do is get married. What? Because- but- it reveals
1: that she's only doing that because Janet thinks that they need to put up a united front.
0: So they have to look more like well, the one thing you have on Kevin, other than uh, giving birth to it, being on the birth certificate, actually mm. raising the kid, mm. uh, being involved in the kid's life at all at any point, being in the time.
1: primary caregiver who looks at that child every day, is
0: when... that there's, is that there's two of you.
1: So if you get married, you'll be a more and. You... You'll be a more united front, and you can't tell the court that you fight about anything ever, because they'll take your child away. Okay, you know what? Actually, they I mean, do y- do that to yes, indigenous yes. people. So yeah. What's, that's
0: what I mean by they get so close. Uh, so they're gonna get married, but for the wrong reason. All right, uh, <sighs> Betty chilling out with Agent Drake a little bit more, and it's like, "I think we're, I just, I think we're wrong about the blind spot." But she, everything she says is things that Drake said, so I don't know what kind of lead-in that is.
1: But this is a lead-in to a big reveal, because Betty saw an aura on someone, someone who has the gene mutation, and Ooh. who is that person a threat to? Themselves? Others? The world? The person is Let's, Betty in a mirror. She
0: looks in a mirror. I, this I is, think I
1: revealed that better than the show. Yeah,
0: this is what I mean by they reinforce the one thing that... Uh, Alice said, which is, hey, you're a, you're a bad person. And then Betty goes, I am a threat. Now... Do you think
1: Betty's just making it up?
0: They do set up... that She's hallucinating. Yeah. They do set up that, hey, your power is widening. You're seeing things you couldn't see before. Maybe now you can see other forms of threats, like emotional threats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the because, I mean, the, the Frank threat was very esoteric. He was going to destroy the stuff but he mm. wasn't going to kill anyone
1: he wasn't going to hurt anyone exactly but, but he was going to do something that Betty wouldn't like which is how we understood <laughs> her, the power, her, her
0: power her uh, power allows her to see people do well that explains why when she looks at Juniper and Dagwood she's like no you you boys shouldn't kill a cat girl get your girl power girl boss girl
1: you kill that cat. girl boss
0: kill that cat <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry audience
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode Hey
1: yes, Kevin. this
0: episode, man, we went long. Uh still a CW moment.
1: Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where the world expanded and that was bad? Look, we like this. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's Drake wanting to sleep with Betty. <laughs> In a world of nonsense, that is the only thing I can pick that doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, yeah, it could just be like, why did Drake want Drake, who's in the magic FBI, be like, I'll follow this boring serial killer.
1: And like, Betty's not that great. I mean, we love Betty, but from what Drake knows of her,
0: Drake could, have even, Drake could have even been like, well, you clearly already, is, already showed me that there's something going on here because someone has pyrokinesis.
1: Wouldn't it make more sense if Drake was like, I like the magic <sighs> the, in Riverdale. The
0: problem is that Drake's entire existence doesn't make sense because she she implies a world where magic is real, where they have a, have a section of the FBI that's like known. To a, wa- like, it's not like a secret section. It's,
1: no, it's a known section because somebody called on her.
0: Yep. Somebody said, hey, you should talk to this person who works in this weird section of the FBI. Also, uh,
1: Drake 100% feels like a character who is a crossover from a different TV show. I
0: mean, we already said it. I know but this. But there's is,
1: no show. And I,
0: yeah. I I, I know. She, she feels like she should be a character from the comics, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, well, she it, isn't. It feels <laughs> right? like she should
1: be getting a spin off.
0: Like. Jillian Drake.
1: Even when she says, when Betty's like Agent Drake, and she's like, "You can call me Drake or Jillian, Jillian Drake," like they punch the name.
0: Yeah, no, like she's just a she's a character made for Riverdale, but she is treated like a something from the comics, or like she's treated like a reference.
1: She is treated like a reference.
0: (laughs) And all I uh, all you get is that we know we've said this, and it's kind of a small like inside of people who do know that this is October Day.
1: This is October Day. I know Day. she's not
0: like a fae and she's an FBI agent. Okay, but, but like, Kevin,
1: she might be a fae.
0: Everything about her vibe is very, very October Day. For anyone who has read the October Day series.
1: Go read it. It's better than the show. It is. Hey, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did.
0: It's right at the beginning. Um, when Cheryl and Heather are talking and Heather goes, My mom died in a tragic accident. Cheryl and I—I I don't know if the actress did this on purpose, but she goes how, and then she pauses just long enough that you can see her rolling through the synonyms in her brain and lands on gothic. <laughs> <laughs> like that little pause there is just for me being like, what is that? Why? Why is that your reaction? How gothic? If I told someone that my family, like my mother, died se- uh, ten years ago, they're like, how gothic? I'd be like, like maybe we shouldn't like, talk anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. Just say
0: terrible. Don't do a weird...
1: Don't make it a thing. Don't make it a
0: thing. But because Cheryl is... So because Heather is Cheryl, of course it works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So audience, (laughs) um, this episode was very boring to watch, but I have not had so much fun recording a MOA episode it, I mean, we've had a lot of fun recently, but this was like a look, fun episode to record. Look, here's what I
0: was like: If you want to skip an episode of Riverdale, this is the one you can skip. Yeah, j- just listen to us. <laughs> It'll be weird and confu- confusing the next one when Pops is in a different place, but apparently it's still pops. So. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so you tell us. Do you think a restaurant can move to a new location and still have the spirit of the original restaurant? Tell us that. We're Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And y'all, we're here for a year and a half more, plus also some shadow hunters. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice.
0: And uh, you can check out my books. They're very well at That's fantasy, sci-fi, a little bit of horror.
1: Maybe some better stuff than this. Fantasy, sci-fi, horror. Oh, I and hope so.
0: <laughs> Can't be that hard.
1: And I'm over at AflimsyPlan.com. And we
0: will see you next week.
1: Will Cheryl join the Greendale Coven?
0: Can Tabitha stop the ghost train?
1: Is Drake T Endgame?
0: Answers all this and more in the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs.
1: A teen drama fan cast?